happy Monday. And thank you for joining the Reframe Brain Podcast, where we center brain health and unseen injuries. I am Erica Savage Wilson, your founder and host. And today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. It is the first Monday in March. You know, we do this every first and third Monday. And if you happen to be joining us by YouTube, please like and subscribe to the Reframe Brain Podcast. And if you drop comments in the comments, you'll be able to see that the Reframe Brain is very active and we'll respond to your comments. If you happen to be listening by your select podcast platform, please, please, please leave a review for us to let other people know what you think about the Reframe Brain podcast so they can also join the community as well. And so uh, March is a really, really important month. That's when we start um, bringing, expecting rather spring to come in. So it's the change of weather for us. And uh, most importantly, March is also Women's History Month and it is Brain Injury Awareness Month. And so I'm very, very ha happy to have you all join this first Monday in March to kick off. We have an amazing, amazing woman who is making historical strides with having an, her, a brain injury herself. So she's fitting into both of those categories. And so without further ado, our first person to be in the guest chair for the Reframe Brain Podcast, I'd like to welcome Dr. Nanette Spencer. Welcome, Dr. Hey. Spencer. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for gracing us this month um, with uh, having um, done what you've done that we're going to learn about here in a few moments and also um, having sustained a brain injury yourself. So before the audience um, gets to um, be engaged in our conversation, I'm gonna read your bio so we can all know a little bit more about Dr. Nanette Spencer. Dr. Nanette Spencer is from Columbus, Georgia. She is a family nurse practitioner and has a doctorate in nursing from Augusta University. Dr. Spencer received her undergraduate degree in nursing from The Unsinkable, Albany State University in Albany, Georgia. And it was there she, that she really learned the importance of giving back. Dr. Spencer was in a horrible car accident in 2009 that left her with a traumatic brain injury. But despite negative reports, she persevered with the mission to pay it forward by giving future patients what the nurses that were in care of her gave Dr. Spencer. Again, welcome Dr. Spencer to the Reframe Brain Podcast. And if you would, um, as we uh, get into this conversation, just share with the audience, you mentioned that you were in a horrible car accident um, back in 2009. If you could just share with the audience the nature of that, that injury that you sustained. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I, like, like you said, I was in a really bad car accident when I was 16 and I um, suffered from damage to my front and the right side of my brain. Um, I stayed three months in the hospital and six months in outpatient therapy, including occupational, physical therapy, and speech therapy. Um, God is such a, a shielder because he shielded me for most of that. I don't remember um, any of the car accident, but I do remember my nurses and I do remember the hospital stay. And I think that's what really led me to where I am now. Um, with the brain injury, I damaged the front side of my brain injured my brain. So I had issues with speech. I had issues with walking. I had issues with just thinking, um, processing information. So the speech therapy um, really helped me with that. 
it was to the point where I was in a coma and on life support and they didn't think that I would ever fully recover from the brain injury. And so at my home set up for me to come back and be placed in, I was in 11th grade at the time, for me to come home and be placed in remedial classes because they didn't expect um, my brain to heal in time enough for me to go back and finish my last year in college. But um, God saw fit otherwise. I came back home, I finished with honors. I was placed in AP calculus and AP um, literature and I did really well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, and I just wanna just take a minute to unpack that. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and when you talk about the time that you spent in a hospital, the time that you spent and you shared with me um, at a particular facility where you were cared for uh, the Ronald McDonald House, um, that you also then after that continued to have to receive care. And through all of that, we are speaking with Dr. Nanette Spencer. So take us through how you go from sustaining um, really traumatic injuries to making an agreement with yourself that I understand what the reports are saying, but I've seen people do something that I am now really interested in doing. How do you make that journey from having sustained the injuries that you sustained to moving forward in a field that spoke to you very personally and intimately and going on to receive a doctorate degree? I think first and foremost, I didn't see myself having a brain injury. I didn't see myself as being disabled. I think because of my nurses poured life into me, speaking positivity, I never saw my, my actual medical reports. So I didn't have that in my mind that I, was, I wasn't capable of. And all in my mind, I thought I was more than capable of. So it was only when I went to school that I realized that, hey, I do have some, I really do have an injury. Um, but when I was in the hospital, I was in the Ronald McDonald house with other children who had similar in injuries. And I, it inspired me to, to be hope for those other people that may have this injury or have any medical condition. And so when I was in the Ronald McDonald house and I saw those kids with similar injuries and they weren't progressing, as I was, I wanted to be hope for them, not to give up. So I took that with me and was like, well, nursing is a field of hope and pouring into patients. And we're, we are the frontline workers of actually seeing the patients every day. And I thought in that moment, if I can just give that hope to others, um, that that's what I want to do. And I want to spend the rest of my life doing it, whether it's in medical field, whether whatever field God calls me into, I want to be able to spend to shed hope into others other people's lives that is absolutely incredible that it was that hope but then you also continue to mention it was really the care that you received from the nurses so if you could talk to us a little bit about um and you've said it the impact of um those first line responders the ones that you had that were very gentle that they were very caring for you that they spoke hope over you, that they were very kind to you. Can you share with us what that means for a person that's recovering from um, an injury that literally transformed your world as you know it? Mm -hmm. um, 
talk a little bit about what that level of impact means. Um, that people still care. That love of impact that they shed on me. I remember when the, the doctors would come in and they would give my family negative med medical reports. And right after the doctor leaves, the nurse would come in. I don't believe that. I believe her brain's just healing. And <laughs> I, I feel as a person, we we get so technical with the logistics of um, science, of medicine, that we don't realize that people are still human. And um, I think that them making that impact on my life helped me realize I'm just human. Everyone else is just human. And no matter, I, this is my motto um, when I'm working as a nurse. To them, to me, it's just a job, but to them, this is their life. And um, we're human. And I think they, their impact had not only is still hoping to me, but to help me to stay in tune that we're just human. We're all human. And um, we all want the same things in life, love, happiness, and joy. And just to be a part of that, I think that was something I just, when I was in the hospital bed, I was just like, it didn't really, it really didn't hit me exactly um, to be a nurse until I, actually came out of the hospital and I was like wow I look back over my journey and but it was little deposits that they were depositing along the way and then it didn't I didn't have my aha moment until I actually left the hospital and was like hmm I have to have to pay it back um so I think if that answers your question um the humanity that they instilled in me and then the hope it more than answers the question Dr. Spencer and I so appreciate you saying that from a person who was the receiver of the care and now a person that is giving that to other people. Because one thing that we talk about on the Reframe Brain podcast is um, a healing journey or any journey is one beautiful breath at a time and really calling all humanity to be very present in the moment. And if we're very present in the moment and understand that, wow, somebody who is, um, and I use this example a lot, um, that in my brain injury, that there were times, um, particularly early on, is still sometimes where I'm standing in front of a door and I'm not, and I'm forgetting how to open the door. Is push, pull, or do you turn the knob? And for me, it takes a moment to actually process, okay, I'm standing in front of a door. So with the humanity piece that you named, for us to be very aware, to not just brush by one another, that one of us may see a person moving a little bit slowly or think, wow, why don't you just kind of, that's a door, go through it, open it. To be a little compassionate, that person may be actually trying to figure out, trying to recall how to open up that door. So um, that moves us into accommodations because you were um, a teenager when this happened to you. When we think about high school, 16 year old, we think at 16, we think about proms, homecoming, football games, baseball, basketball games. All of these really kind of um, youth um, activities that we can look back on um, when we've matriculated through life and, you know, say we had a really, really good time. So for you, because you were receiving um, a demonstrative amount of care, what did accommodations look like for you? You mentioned that you were able to do AP calculus and then you made the decision to go on to nursing. However, when you were in high school, what did accommodations look like to you? Were you in the classroom? Did you have teachers, students? 
counselors um, helping you share with us what that looked like for you? Yes, I, before I do, I want to um, shout out the great school of Westover High School in, Georgia, in Albany, Georgia. Um, they were very tremendous in, tremendous in my, um, my role at home and in the school system. They were very helpful and um, yeah, it meant. Okay, sure. Um, it, meant, it meant a lot. Um, Bless you. Bless you. I was prior to prior to the car accident, I was very active. I played basketball, ran track, played volleyball. So when I came back, I had just came to Albany, my 11th grade year, and it was in the middle of the year and I had planned to play basketball my senior year in high school. Well, because of my brain injury, they said I couldn't play basketball anymore, but um, the fact that I was very athletic prior to um, the car accident, it really helped me um, in my recovery process as far as my bones healing and things of that nature. So um, <clears throat> coming back from the um, car accident and as a teenager, you still have that um, invincible mindset. So I'm thinking I'm back normal because I didn't remember anything from the car accident because I was knocked unconscious. Um, during the car accident, so I still don't remember anything from the car accident. So it's kind of hard trying, people trying to tell you you have a brain injury when you don't feel it and people can't see it. Um, and that's when I realized something, you know, isn't, it's not how it used to be. So when I went to high school, they had already foreseen that. So they allowed me to take, I only had to take um, two courses to graduate. And in between those courses, I would have a nap period where I would be able to sleep because um, my brain wasn't healed enough to go the whole day. Um, and then I would have, because I sustained other injuries such as um, broken shoulders, broken bones in my back, bruised um, ribs, as well as fractures to my eye and um, injuries to my hand. So I wasn't able to um, walk in the hallways with others. And part of having a brain injury depending on the part of your brain. Like I said, mine was to the front and the right side of my brain. I had issues with balance. So my balance was off and I couldn't walk in the hallways with other students. So they would have someone designate, um, a designated walker with me to, to walk me to my other classes before the class ended for the school. Um, they would have someone, if I needed to write notes for me, um, because I wasn't able to write, I wasn't able to write notes because of my back injuries, they would give me a book for home and a book for school, so I didn't have to carry any books. Um, they they offered me a lot, and it really means a lot to me. Um, and I just want to give space um, in this moment for you, Dr. Spencer. Thank you first for recalling that period that really still um, is very intimate and and it still really grabs you in a specific place. So we just want to give space and just recognize you and thank you um, for being courageous and sharing that with us. Um, that that in and of itself is something that I and people probably on the other side of the screen can relate to. And I'm really, really grateful that you shared it with us. Um, I have a lot of love and respect for Westover because I have members of my family that went and my grandmother was a librarian there. Um, my late grandmother was a librarian there. So um, quality high school. And again, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, just for everybody that's listening, um, as we give Dr. Spencer time to really 
kind of um, ingest and um, exhale that to share with um, what Dr. Nanette Spencer just shared with us. Um, that in and of itself is a what it means to be very present and very conscious when a person has an unseen injury. And so though, as Dr. Spencer said, your, her brain injury cannot be seen, the manifestation of it um, did not allow her some of the things that she would have been able to do prior to the accident. So again, as we move through our day, let's give grace. If somebody is driving a little bit slower in traffic in a lane that perhaps was designated to move quicker, take your turn signal and if you're able to move over, move over or just give them a little bit of space. These things really do help along the way for us saying that we're giving grace because we don't know if that person is having an episode or if they think they're in the lane that is supposed to be going that speed limit or not. Um, what Dr. Spencer just shared with us really just reminds, um, is makes me um, very conscious and I hope you all as well is to um, be very present and to be very um, um be very uh, accommodating as you can be. Let's just slow down just a little bit. So I really do appreciate that um, you sharing that with us, Dr. Spencer. So um, you matriculate, you move on into your college space. Are those accommodations um, are still accommodations that you needed as you went through your undergraduate, your graduate degree, and then on to receive your doctorate in nursing? Yes, um, I it, they were. I didn't realize, I thought that maybe after that year, I was, I was, you know, fine. Um, and up until my, my first, my first year of nurse, of college, I was in the nursing program and I could accommodate and for the lack of, um, for my deficits that I've received, I could accommodate with studying more. I can make my own accommodations, but once I got into the nursing program, I could no longer accommodate and um, I ended up, I did not tell my nursing program or tell the school system about my injuries or the accommodations I had received in high school because I wanted to do it on my own. Um, I wanted to see what I could do on my own. And about my first year, after my first year of nursing and being in the nursing program, I realized I couldn't. And so that's when I ended up failing um, one of the classes due to my inability to concentrate because of my brain injury. Um, I remember just writing, rewriting the whole book, trying to remember what you know the text had said and I couldn't. So at that time period, I did go to the disability services to let them know that I did have this brain injury and those accommodations were there if I needed them. And the nursing program identified and recognized those challenges and allowed and gave me more time on the test if I needed, needed it and make accommodations as they saw fit. But because I was determined to um, do it without the accommodations, I decided to um, get on some medication to help me concentrate. And um, that really helped me get through my last two years of nursing school, um, the medication to help me concentrate. And they, like I said, they provided those accommodations for me, but I didn't want to take those. And part of it was because I didn't want to be the help. I didn't want to mm -hmm. seem as if 
I was the help and I wasn't, you know, um, qualified. So I didn't take those accommodations, but I did, they did make me, they did say that I had to take some kind of accommodations if it wasn't the accommodations they given me, that I would have to be on the medication in order to um, practice safely in the nurse program um, because of my brain injury. Okay, and then that really did, and you stressed that a couple of times that the medication that was prescribed to you did in fact help you, it helped you focus and it helped you to be able to complete. And so congratulations to you. And so now we're going to pivot the conversation um, a little bit. We have a few more minutes with Dr. Spencer. And so want to really talk about some of your wins, some of the things that you have been able to positively do. You mentioned that hope was really that sustaining word for you, your faith. Um, you're very, very grateful that you were covered in such a way. So talk to us um, a little bit about some of the wins that you've experienced and some of the things that you're doing now that are really impacting um, folks within your community and um, outside of the community as well. Yes, yes, I would love to. Um, so when I first came out of college, I realized that when I first came out of college and started practicing as a nurse, I realized the the deficit in knowledge in the African-American community and the community in general when it comes to health. So I decided to start a nonprofit called Saving Our People. And I termed it Saving Our People because people think that minorities, that, that whatever goes on through them doesn't affect the larger population and it does. We're all one. So when the people on the lower and the low socioeconomic status when they don't have health care and things of that nature is everyone's problem. It's the people's problem on the high end because it affects health care in, in all. So that's why I termed the nonprofit Saving Our People. And it's a nonprofit that's geared towards healthcare disparities amongst minorities through health prevention, health promotion. Um, so because of the pandemic, I was a little slow with, with launching that, but we've been in the process of um, creating fairs, health fairs, and raising money to get people um, blood pressure machines and things of that nature to help with their with their health at home. I've also recently just launched um, my, my LLC called Nurse First NP because I'm always a nurse first. Um, and it's a online tutoring service offered to, to nursing students all across the country. Um, because I know what, what I struggled with when, it was a nurse, when I was in nursing school. I had the determination, I had the ambition, but I just didn't know what to study. And like many minorities, we may not have people in our family that we can ask, hey, aunt, you know, aunt or a mom in our family that is in a healthcare field, that's a nurse that could guide us. So. I created that LLC to be a, a bridge for those people that want to be a nurse and they don't have the resources at home to help them. So yeah, um, it's called Nurse First MP. I am, so this is what I'm talking about. This is about being present. This is about, as you said in your bio, paying it forward. So I just wanna make sure that um, folks um, have that, those names correctly. Um, your nonprofit is Serving Our People. Saving. Is that correct? It's saving, saving our people. Yes. Saving our people is the nonprofit. And we're definitely going to make sure that we put the link in the show notes. And when this goes out across all social media, that people are able to see that nonprofit. Um, and there are ways to give to your nonprofit as well. Um, yes, right now it's just on the Facebook page, but okay. in the future time, I will be adding more information. So if people stay tuned, I will give them more information about it. 
okay, excellent. So we're going to make sure that people kind of bookmark and park there. Um, and as we get more information about, hey, the doors are wide open, we'll be making sure to check back in with you and letting the Reframe Brain community know about that. And then also Nurse First NP. Yes, yes. Okay. And you said that that is something brand new that you've launched and that is yeah. to help nursing students who need um, direction and guidance on what to study. And so when will that be coming online for people to um, connect and take advantage of? It will come out by the end of March. Okay, excellent, excellent. So this way, guys, we are going to be able to keep in touch with Dr. Spencer um, throughout the Reframe Brain um, podcast uh, live. So that is that is excellent. Um, in closing, Dr. Spencer, um, the last thing that I want to ask you is, um, do you have any specific words of encouragement for people who have brain injuries and for folks who um, or suffering people with brain injuries and uh, people suffering with unseen injuries and or do you have words for people who may be in proximity of people that have these unseen injuries? Um, yes, I, I would like to say to the people that do have the unseen injuries, um, create your new normal. Your normal doesn't have to look like everyone else's normal and be okay with living in that new normal. Um, because there's hope in that new normal and whatever kind of brain injury you have, um, you're here for a reason. So, um, remember that while you create your new normal, um, and for those who, those people that are in close proximity of those who do have brain injuries, just be patient, um, patient with them and then patient with yourself because just like this is new to them, it's new to you. Dr. Nanette Spencer, creating your own new normal. One of the things that she has said, and she's really, that's kind of um, been um, said throughout this entire podcast and hope and belief. Dr. Nanette Spencer, it has been a pleasure and it has been a great honor to have you as our first guest. Um, I think that it is so wonderful that you are our first guest and that you literally have undergirded everything with hope and with faith and so we absolutely appreciate you and to the reframe brain community thank you so much for connecting and remember we do this journey one beautiful breath at a time have an excellent rest of your day everyone.